Welcome back to the Populous Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. Episode 3. We have banged out two of these already, and we're on our third. Today's guests are Nisi and Tunder, and we have a world of questions to ask the number one rated player in the community, and possibly the GOAT. Is he the GOAT, Craig? Is he the GOAT? I think so, yeah. (laughs) All right. He could be the GOAT. We'll never know. Uh, you know, somebody could, we could, still want to get a Korean to hire and uh, beat him. But until then, he is the greatest of all time. He is Nisi. And uh, we also have Tunder. Um, he is one of the older uh, 2004 players just on the cusp of pro uh, post EA. So we've got those two here today. They're going to kind of um, give us a little bit of insight as to what they think about Populous, uh, what gave them the draw, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we're going to break down some players. We're going to go over a list of all the name, all the name-worthy people and populace that have come and gone over the years, including some of the older players, and just kind of give a breakdown on what people think about them, what made them tick, their personalities, um, what they were best known for, et cetera, et cetera. So it'll be juicy. It's going to be gossipy. It's going to be drama. But it's Populist Podcast. Season 2, Episode 3 begins now. Populous podcast, pop a bam on your feet, yeah. Populous podcast, pop a bam on your feet. Populous podcast, you didn't know you needed. With your host Keith Fifty Two and co-host Sub Zero. The Populous podcast. Welcome back to the Populous Podcast, Season 2, Episode 3. We've got me, host Keith 52. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the co-host, yes, uh, Craig or Sub-Zero. That's right. And today we have our guest, Nisi and Tunder. Nisi, perhaps the GOAT. Tunder, is he the GOAT? Quite, quite possibly, quite possibly the GOAT. He could be the GOAT. Um, and then, of course, we do have Tunder as well. Um, both of these players are well-known, very skilled players. Tunder is more known for being that cockroach that is super, super campy, but also super aggressive when necessary. Can be on a multitude of different scales. One day he's aggressive tunder, one day he's campy tunder, but you know if you ally him, you got a good game no matter what. So, uh, gentlemen, welcome. Thank you, Keith. Thank you very much, Dave. And Sub-Zero as well. Craig. Cheers, guys. <laughs> so it's good to have you guys here. We we, we really wanted to have some uh, good people on there. So uh, we, we decided that we had Myth, we had Inca and Brandon, and now we just wanted to get ourselves uh, two of the more well-known players in the community, and get your opinions on a couple things about Populous. So, um, yeah, great. I know Craig knows Tunder from the past more than Nisi, of course, but um, you know, Craig, uh, do you remember playing Tunder a lot back in the day, or not really? Um, no, not a great deal. I think we did definitely did play it, but not a great. Deal. I think Tunder was playing more actively as I was coming. That was, so was coming to the a little end. bit less active. Yeah, yeah that was it. I kind of I missed my opportunity to catch your level of skill by the time you had kind of dwindled off the activity. Yeah, I remember some smack talk 
from yourself towards me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd lost interest in the game to be honest. I wasn't looking to uh, to pursue any competitive drive or anything from or challenges, just should say, from yourself. Yeah. So to start off the podcast, we always give our guests time to introduce themselves. Obviously, we will start with you, Tunder. Um, just give yourself a little bit of introduction. Uh, let people know who you are, where you're from, how long you've been playing the game, and uh, anything else pertinent that you think is good to uh, add in. Tunder, take it away. Okay, sure. So my nickname is Tunder. Most people know me as such. My first nickname, however, was Tudor Man. And... Uh, for some reason, someone kept calling me Thunder. I think it was Delax. And so that kind of stuck because Tudor Man spelt with an A. I don't know. It kind of felt childish, but I named that at like 11. So I found Populous through a friend of mine. Um, and I wasn't interested in the first couple of levels. And then when he got to Building Bridges, I think it was level six, and he'd won the level and I'd waited so patiently to do something else. And then after I see all these guys doing the cha-cha slide or whatever, you know, celebrating for their victory on this map, <laughs> I changed my cheese. I was like, actually, let me play, let me play level seven. Let me have the next game. And I, I kind of played, I think, Unforeseen. I, well, the first time you get invisibility, I think I was like 10 years old, nine years old, something like that. It might have been summer holidays before 10. And so I grew up with a friend that I could play it with, but, you know, for the next couple of years, internet access was almost non-existent for me. Um, but as I got a bit older and I managed to steal the internet off the neighbors, uh, got straight into the matchmaker and uh, played on a, on a machine, which with no exaggeration, it was two frames per second on a Windows 95 machine. But I could play games. I could stay connected to the internet for up to an hour. So as soon as I reconnected, it was very crucial I got into the game. But that was when I was, gosh, 12, 13. Um, I think I met my first player online when I was... 15 and i think that was sunama so i don't know if anyone here remembers who sunama was but he was a, a player from india uh really nickname nice was a boo wasn't it it was a boo right i don't actually remember it was such a long time ago i mean i'm, I'm 31 now it, um, was a boo. it was a boo but yeah so i met a lot of players in london uh plenty of people would travel in and if they ever had an opportunity to meet i'd be like yep yeah, let me show you around so uh, i don't know if many people know Cheward. Um, he came over from Germany with his school and I gave his teacher confidence in me to give the proper tour of central London because, well, my school was right next to Buckingham Palace. So I was able to, you know, show them things that you might not normally get to see. So that was quite cool. Uh, growing up with Populous became kind of normal for me. Um, I think I flew to Istanbul when I was 17 to meet Slayer and his brother. Uh, I think I met about five, six other players in Istanbul whilst I was out there. And Tender, um, actually, you were one of the you were one of the people that is well known in the populist community for having pop meets, uh, meeting tons of people. How many people would you say that you've met in real life from populist? Somewhere between 40 and 50. I honestly don't know. It's kind of unfair because uh, a lot of players that I met in London, I can't remember their nicknames. <laughs> a lot <laughs> of them don't okay. play anymore. So uh, and like in Turkey, I, I met about five players. Maybe Slayer would tell you who they are, but I can't remember. But um, in London, uh, in England, I did end up living with uh, Prime. So the, the famous map pack, the Great Worlds, um, that was TGW Prime there. And uh, we lived together, I think, on two different occasions. Um, and we met through a populist matchmaker. Um, you know, Slayer even moved over to the UK, and that was through the matchmaker. Uh, 
God, the first girl I ever slept with was through the matchmaker. Um, but then uh, I think a couple of years into the woman that I married, I kind of forgot Populous existed. Yeah, you did. Uh, you disappeared. You disappeared for what seemed like forever. And then suddenly you were back. You were back. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still here, and I'm very frank- thankful. It's been yeah, a big part I- of my life, as I'm, uh, as I'm sure everyone would agree. Yeah, and we'll get into that for sure, because honestly, that's something that I want to pick the brains out of people for and just kind of, you know, discuss that a little because it's, it's very important. But um, Tunder, you came back to Populous, I'd say, last year, correct? 2019, 2019, end of 2019? November 2019. So Correct. And so you had the whole pandemic. The pandemic changed everything. We'll talk about that, too. But um, yeah, it's really good to have you, Tunder. It's really good to have you on the podcast and learn a little bit about yourself. And of course, um, you know, a uh, quick couple of other questions. How old are you? Um, your first name, if you don't mind sharing, and um, just uh, where you're currently, you're, you're currently living in London still? Uh, no, so I live in Luton, which is ideal because I've got a little airport there. Uh, handy for me and popular players, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not no longer in London. Uh, my name's Jake and uh, I'm 31 now. God. Craig's going to be 32 on Sunday, huh, Craig? Yeah. Big birthday boy. That's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thunder, did you say you were 17 and you moved to Ist- you, you flew to Istanbul on your own? Uh, yeah. That wasn't the first time I'd met Populous players online, actually. I met some in Portugal when I was 16. Have you, have you met Nisi? I haven't <laughs> yet. I haven't yet. But um, pre-pandemic, we were quite close to organizing something, but pandemic is not really, you know. It doesn't yeah. help at all. It's not been kind to anyone, really, but yeah, it has been kind to Populous, for sure. So That's um, true. Now, Nisi, uh, again, uh, Nisi is someone who's been in the Populous community for a long time. Started out just like everyone, you know, uh, more and more games played, though, than al- almost anybody else on this matchmaker. Actually, at this point, Nisi has the most games on the matchmaker. Uh, very strong micro and macro player, but really was the first player to utilize micro populist mechanics to really ascend above everyone else. Nisi, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Give us a little bit of uh, uh, background as to who you are, first name, and uh, just where you're from, and what brought you into populist in the first place, and go on. Well, my name is Nisi. I mean, my nickname is Nisi. Um... My my real name is Francisco. I'm from Portugal and I'm 23 at the moment. Um, I started I started playing online 12 years ago. I I used to I used to to really crave to play online, but at the mo at the time my brother my brother never um my brother didn't let me play online, and um that was the reason I I created my account and then just came back months later and besides i didn't have a computer so it would be a bit confusing to switch between us um i before i started playing online i i i always thought that i wanted to be known as a good player i never imagined i I never imagined to get where i am at right now um and it sounds like i'm speaking a bit almighty, but it's just um I don't know, maybe realistic. But I, I tend no, to it's be realistic. Don't worry I tend about to that. be modest, <laughs> modest about it. So but yeah, I always I always told my dad that I wanted to play this game and grow as a player and become someone known in the community because Populous has always been my favorite game. Um 
what else can I say? There is a fun fact about my friends uh, seven years ago. They found out I play a game and um, they started calling me Nissin Real. It's a bit shameful, but that's how it is. <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's not shameful. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of cool because I'm with my two best friends sometimes and they call me Nissi and I'm like, it always reminds me of the game. So it's it's kind of cool, but it's kind of weird because, um, well, you know, Nissi is not the real name. Anyway, Nissi, the, Nissi, the Nissi nickname comes from um, comes from my teddy bear. It's actually a German name and it's a German brand of teddy bears. And that's my quick introduction, I think. That's adorable. Yeah, is this teddy bear your mascot? mascot? But like beside you as you play, kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, he is. So if we burn the teddy bear, we could take Jesus. down Nisi. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> took a turn. Sorry, got dark Actually, real quick. Just got dark real quick. <laughs> well, literally, it's an experiment yeah. where we make him believe that the teddy bear has been destroyed and <laughs> see what the results are. Then, of course, give him back his teddy bear and make it a whole, you know, reunited. That's a that's a much kinder, it's a much kinder plan, Thunder. I, I support it. So, Nissi, you joined the community twelve years ago. You said you were twenty three. So, when you were eleven, you joined the populist ring of matchmaker. What was that like as an eleven year old? What was your English like back then? <laughs> really bad. I used to make forum posts. Um, I I I was selective about the forums. The forum topics I I used to post in because um, I couldn't really bring much insights on the matters, so so I was just um, I I mostly acted like I knew things and um, and um, well for it for an eleven year old Portuguese who doesn't know any anything about English, it has been a, a great journey so far to to learn English in this place and. And well, um, at, I remember at the time when I when I was online, and I realized Inca said that twelve year twelve year old below couldn't be online because there there's some there's something when you register in in Popper that doesn't um, that you need your parents' consent or something like that. And I was scared I was going to get banned. But yeah, besides that, um, it has been great so far. For and for an eleven-year-old, so you learned English through the matchmaker, through Populous Beginning. Essentially, that's the majority of English where it's come from. Yeah, it's. I'd say so. For my people, yeah, it's mostly from there. Yeah, it, it, I, yeah. I, what I meant, like, I didn't mean to speak on behalf of Nisi, but I was just interested in that whole thing because I feel like even your wife, Craig. Uh, I mean, she she was very s- smart to begin with, but she. I, th- I would say if 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 she was able to weigh in on this, I would I would be curious because I learned I knew English before I came into the matchmaker, but like I was able to kind of grow my vocabulary through conversing with people online. I I, I just think that the uh, the populist community has really helped a lot of people um, learn better English, even though despite the toxicity of the matchmaker at times, I feel like. I feel like the forum discussions and people participating in debate back and forth on the matchmaker, a lot of people who are foreign I have- I concur with that. As somebody who's traveled around Europe to meet players, you know, you, you get to meet their life and they're the only people that speak English. Where did they learn it? The matchmaker. Why doesn't everyone else speak if they're watching movies and that, you know, with dubs and whatnot? No, because they haven't got the matchmaker. 
And yeah. uh, you'll be it's surprised at how many people that the matchmaker has given English to them as an additional language as to the, the environment around them. They, they haven't really got that access and the matchmaker has provided that for, God, so many people. Yeah, Babel mentioned something about that, actually. Babel, Babel mentioned that, like, his English is not great, but, like, to me, his English is fantastic. So, I mean, ba people like Babo think that their English isn't good, and they're just getting more and more uh, exposed to it by being a part of the community, and especially shoutcasting and our Discord. All the things that have kind of grown into Populous have really helped our community um, grow with it, I'd say. It's quite interesting because... I've always been. I've always thought of the matchmakers. You you're thrown into a, a chat room when you join. I've always kind of thought of that as a negative, because other games you generally join lobbies that are hosted by people or just join queues to play ranked games. But looking at it in that respect, people learn quite a lot just from being able to chat with people from around the world. Absolutely, I guess it's a really cool thing to think about because as much as as much as the toxicity of the matchmaker is at times. I do remember some of my fondest moments being in the lobby with, with things going down, you know, funny situations that normally would not happen in another game like League of Legends, where you only talk to people in a group setting if you're in the game. Like, the community is a community. Like, you, you log into that matchmaker, and that's the home. Like, you're all chilling in the living room before the game starts, you know? That's what it, that's what it feels like to me. And as dysfunctional of a family as Populous can be, I think that's one of the, the selling points of the community. Like. You start to get to know everybody's name. You start to get to know the quirks of people. You know what pushes people's buttons. People f figured out my buttons real quick. <laughs> Still do. Still do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So, guys, I want to thank you very much for the introductions. Um, basically, this podcast, we wanted to kind of talk about the meta. Now, um, you guys have seen the other two podcasts. I guess you guys watched the other two podcasts. What was your thought? Yeah, what was your thought on... Myth's perspective as somebody who honestly was one of the the greatest of all times back then, um, you know, kind of weighing in on things like adding in preachers, uh, different spells that were on, uh, different map preferences, more broader maps, not centralized. Uh, uh, Tundra, I'll let you go first, or Nisi, I'll let you go first this time. Uh, just give a little thought about you know what you thought about the EA players and the descriptions of them versus now. Well, um, from what I from what I've understood, the EA players have a very have a very selective playstyle. When I when I played with Myth two months ago, maybe one month ago, um, it his playstyle kind of fascinated me because I'm not used to to witness those playstyles these days because everyone plays so similar because um, of the streams too because you you watch someone stream and you try to copy that from that person or, or unless you have a very unless you have a very concrete idea about how the game is played for example Tanar is a good example because um even though he may watch streams he still has his own play style and he doesn't change it for anything i think um about adding priests um i'm not really i'm not really into priests but i wouldn't mind to play with them but when you talk about spells like Swamp or AOD, Boats, Balloons, I think they're a bit too, um, too OP, maybe. But um, when you have spells like Hypno, um, well, spells like Hypno are actually, are actually kind of decent. Yeah, and, yeah for um, sure. I wouldn't mind to play with it on. With it on. Um, the thing about Magical Shield and the Invisibility, 
is that they're annoying and you have warriors walking by and you can't see them and then you're suddenly betrayed at the back of your base and and your heads are, are suddenly gone i've gone through that experience it's not a good one it's frustrating but um it's also something you should be aware of when when those restrictions are on um um so yeah i will i actually i've actually thought about it for a while now but i wish all of the ea boys came back and started <laughs> playing again because that yeah, would be you and me really both. nice sorry yeah, i said you and me both oh nice um i just wish to see different play styles because what I feel we have, we have we have great players around, um, and we, we still manage to have different play styles around. Even though our community is not is not massive, but if we saw all those EA boys come back and and um, how can I say it? Maybe if they started implementing their play style again, it would be. I think it would be really nice to see because I think. Um, even though we need new blood, we also need new play styles because then some of them will make you think like, uh, "Whoa, is this possible? I haven't seen someone do this in a long time." Like for example, I've I've witnessed people using Fladen lately to to get rid of defenses, especially on pressure point. Mm -hmm. I just did that and, last um, game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um. I honestly thought some months ago about starting to use Erode and Earthquake again. I mean, again, not again, because I've never used it before as a combo, but it could actually be pretty useful at some time. It's and, devastating, um, yeah. And I actually had this idea. I mean, I had it some months ago, but um, where was it that I saw it? I think it was in the last podcast with Myth that um, you included some... Some damage on Blue's base with Erode. Oh yeah, Is the Earthquake Erode uh, video. Yeah, I, I recorded yes, that because yes, just yes. I just wanted to show how powerful it was. I mean, when Sub and Craig when when Sub and Craig when Sub and Genesis <laughs> used to do it, um, honestly, it was even more destructive than that. I mean, it's it's powerful every time, but sometimes if you put the Earthquakes and the Erode in just the right place, you can literally destroy fifteen. 15 huts you know and exactly it's it's, it's really powerful and and you don't need a firestorm at that point you just need to do that and then their base is completely destroyed and you can just follow up with troops so it's a really cool strategy but i think a lot of people are just kind of like you said caught up in that meta you know like the meta right now is exactly the same uh everybody kind of copies everybody else i mean um, as you said, uh, Tunder has his own place. Uh, Tunder, what do you think about uh, about the whole concept of of the gameplay now versus you know EA style or even just 2006? Uh, would you say that people have just advanced their gameplay and strategy, or would you say that? Yeah, I do think it's evolved uh, tremendously. Well, I was lucky enough to have a few games in EA on a friend's account, um, and I was lucky enough to have internet, you know, from 2004 onwards. I'd say 2005, perhaps. But um, back in the day, you had players that would play like Super Tribe, players that would play like Walhalla, uh, players that would play like Orange Warrior, perhaps. And there's three different game types from these three individuals. Walhalla would have half of his population as troops, and they'd be hiding around in in his huts. And he was he was the original cockroach. I mean, if you were playing against Tsuyoshi, and you, you knew he had the highest pop in that game, and that was that was then. Um, 
you know, everybody had their play styles. And, and back then it was very much more down to how that person liked to play. Like Urban Chaos, if you like, was the more refined Moore's Murder uh, in terms of PP play, you know, quite aggressive from the start and non-stop relentless repressure. Um, but some other players like myself, I'm more passive. I like to build a nice defense and kind of go into Sim City mode when I'm playing the game. But I uh, certainly think that the um, streaming has influenced gameplay uh, tremendously. Um, so the idea of peaking now is all about maximizing production from your huts securely and using troops is, is much more ex- known to use them nowadays, I suppose. I'm not saying they weren't used so much before, but the way you have to use them now is is kind of common knowledge. Um, whereas I believe it was a bit more creative back in the day, a little bit more at least. Certainly when you play against players like Genesis. Uh, I mean, the gameplay from that, that was a, an original type of gameplay. I don't know how many people remember his gameplay, but uh, a forbidden tactic to force your, your shaman in a game now uh, was something that we'd he would oh, be yeah. able to use to, to calm, get into yeah. your base. And it's a, you know, you've got players like Nissi who are top of their game right now and have, have been convincingly the world's number one for four, I don't know how many years now, since I've been back for sure. But in Genesis's day, the gameplay was very different. I wouldn't see Genesis getting the same population as Nissi, but uh, it wouldn't matter because the game would be over. Uh, yeah, I Genesis think that's, would I think that's get an interesting in. point, Thunder to be honest with Genesis, because I, want, I wanted to cut you off there because when you talked about forcing and stuff, that is a different... The reason why games were so much faster paced back then is because people were not as micro as they are now with, with upgrading and dismantling and whatnot, because sure. if your shaman died, you would send braves at the shaman, and then you'd force them to try and push them towards sure. the water and then shoot the... And So you wouldn't be focused on your base after your shaman died. You'd be focused Warriors on trying to stop the shaman. Be, you don't build a warrior hut until you've got the production to create 50 of them. You know, what's the point? Because I could just force my shaman, your shaman into the water. And so it was more a fire warrior mana-based mm-hmm. start on people. Definitely correct. I remember that well, yeah. You, you wouldn't, I wouldn't even try to build a warrior hut until you wanted to finish the enemy off. Exactly that, yeah. Um, I do think everyone from back then would have developed in a similar way as the lobby has now, but I do think their original characteristics were stuck because, well, everybody is different. For sure. And, you know, when we come back, uh, we are going to discuss a little bit about uh, different players. We're going to go. Uh, this is the, the juicy gossip section of the podcast. We're going to go into the uh, different players. Um, you're going to see their picture up on the screen and you're going to see everybody kind of breaking down those players for for their skills, their weaknesses, what they're best known for. Um, and in true fashion, I will obviously start off with myself so that people can rip me a new one and then uh we'll go on from there but uh stay tuned we'll be right back you're watching the populist podcast populist podcast welcome back to the populist podcast season two episode three i'm your host keith 52 alongside my co-host sub-zero uh we've got a uh, juicy segment here coming up. We are going to break down all of the players that are influential, um, mostly top players, but there's a couple who are just up and coming who uh, both of our guests can talk about a little bit and kind of uh, divulge a little bit about who they were or who they are. Uh, so, obviously, first and foremost, we're going to start off with this guy. His name's Keith52. Uh, guy has been playing Populous 
for about 20 years now, I think. 20 years, maybe. Let's see. I'm tw- I'm 32 now, and I started at 12. So yeah, uh, I've hit the second decade of my populist career now. I've had I've had times where I uh, haven't played. Uh, I've I've run for office, so I took like a year off. Sporadically would play, but I've been back consistently since then. I uh, I definitely just enjoy the game. I'd say that's all of us, really. Um, we all definitely feel uh, a little pulled to this game, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, uh, Keith, in terms of his skills, his weaknesses, uh, and uh, Craig, we'll start with you. Go ahead. Oh, God, <laughs> hey, you thought you were going to be silent the whole time here. You go ahead. Let's get some critiques going. I don't know what you want me to say. You've put me on the spot here. Oh, you didn't expect it. Okay, well, we'll come back to you, Craig. You get your thoughts together. Maybe Tundra will take all your thoughts. All right, uh, <laughs> Tundra. Since Nisi went first last time, uh, we'll have you go first. Just, just a couple here and there. Uh, also, personality is fine too. Anything you want to say about Keith Fifty Two, and then we'll move on okay, to the next so one. Keith Fifty Two, the predecessor to the original Keith One Eight One. Just gonna pause. There was a silence. There. I was expecting a. a pre- yeah, I all about that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was the greatest Keith of all time, according to Absolutely, him. Absolutely, yeah. No, no, not at all. That's not trash. So, yeah, no, as far as I'm aware, Keith's been usually in the top 5%, 10% of game players throughout my career online. Um, never quite the number one, I would say. There's one period. Was number- oh, sorry, keep going. Well, keep I would going. say so with Shaman. In terms of aspects of the game, you have, have been, for sure. But like what you're good at and what Genesis was good at was roughly the same thing. Um, but you're quite dedicated to your shaman. And no one would fault to say that you're probably, the top, I don't know, the top five best shaman players of all time in terms of using the shaman, uh, successfully keeping her alive and getting the kills and using her effectively to get kills and win your game. I, really um, I would say you're, you know, you've always been significantly above most with the shaman. Um, but your building skills have been whatever has been, in my opinion, what has let you down over the years. On the occasions where you've figured that out and you've got your population up, you're kind of scary good. But um, I think you dedicate your shaman too early in a game. I don't know. But um, watching you take on Nissi in a 1v1, you know, if I uh, seeing how you've uh, achieved a couple of victories, don't get me wrong, they have involved a bit of luck. But seeing how you've been able to get the wins is kind of entertaining, to true, be honest. True. <laughs> it, they, they, they do rely on luck for sure. But I mean, the, the style is so unusual compared to like Lisi. You know, like you're very dedicated to the shaman. Um, I guess that's why you play League of Legends, right? Well, I don't of- play it anymore. Can't, couldn't do it, but. So uh yeah no. now uh, uh things for improvement uh best known in the best best known in the community for um go ahead with those thunder uh best known <laughs> in the community I'd say for go ahead Craig you want to weigh in no I it's just, you just knows, put, you're putting people on the spot with these questions that they haven't even had time to research <laughs> <laughs> to be honest right I'm not gonna lie there's a car in Luton yeah and this is a truth right the number plate of the car is K E one yeah, five two, right. And I look at that car, and I've seen it probably a dozen times. And that was between my games online. So if there was any player out of the ones I've met that was reminding me of Pop, it was you. Um, but to be honest, I think everybody knows who you are because you've been consistently around. Your skill level hasn't ever dropped too much. 
Um, but your weaknesses are definitely your building. Um, I think I can take advantage of your awareness as well because you're so focused on the shaman. Um, and I think something that I did back in the day when games were plentiful was uh, play without the shaman. Just put her in a hut and just play for two weeks. I don't care what the result of the game is. I'm going to try to win without the shaman. I feel like you could benefit from doing that like a, a two-week challenge to yourself. There's an idea. There's an idea. All right. Well, Tunder, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, Nisi, uh, go ahead, my good sir. Uh, we're going to break down a little bit. Go ahead, and then we're going to move on to the next player. Unless Craig does have something he wants to add. I'm sure he's got some Well, um, I think Tunder summed it up pretty well. I think your weaknesses are definitely your building and um, and your defense. Your shaman is your strength. It has always been. And... Um, Despite all the trash talk um, we've had along the years, I think um, you've always had a pretty good shame. And doesn't matter what people say, everyone everyone likes to make fun of you. That's mostly what you're known for, because uh, you know, <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> that's the thing about Keith Fifty Two. But I think everyone in the end appreciates you. And I, I myself, I've always ap appreciated you since the since the DT times and um we've had a lot of disrupts even then and um now I'm taking it to the personal side and I'm <laughs> I'm forgetting okay. the skill one. But um okay. going back to the skill to the skill subject, um I think you definitely have to improve your building, yes. Your awareness too. And um I think one thing that you're pretty good at and at and have, and have always been is the way you attack with troops as well. Like when you kamikaze, I remember there was a time you changed your name to that, even though it was it was misspelled or something like that. Yeah, it was. It was misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I actually want to start bringing that back a little because it, it it really did hurt me in two v twos because I'd take everything out to try and finish off my opponent and then their ally would see and come into my empty base, but. Other than that, one v ones is a really good strategy. So very good. That's that's a very good strategy. And I I would never rule really out of a one v one because this is your strength and you can pin down anyone like you did to me that last game. You brought every everything in and you took advantage of of my of my um, silly decision making and that's how and that's how you won. And that's um that's one thing that I admire about you, that you try to take advantage no matter what. Yeah, and you, you need well, minus the braid blasting. I know we have differences on that. We've talked about that in previous podcasts, uh, I think. But fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still I still try not to braid blast as much uh during like like I don't I don't try to do it as desperately as I used to, but like in a game where we're trading bases, braid blasting to me feels like the the best choice, especially uh in some regards. But um, Craig, I mean, you know what? We got plenty of opinions on you on many different streams and podcasts about how you feel I am, and we play enough games, so we'll skip you on this one. So we're going to move on to the next player. Oh, wait. Oh, Craig. Oh, Craig. I'm sorry. You got something to say? No. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, Keith Rubino, Keith52, has been around Populous. Um, you're kind of synonymous with Populous, I think. Anyone thinks of Populous online? E52 is going to be amongst the air uh, thoughts, I think. Every time you go there, there's, there's Keith there and some. He's either talking or playing. Um, Keith doesn't shy away from a game. He'll play anything. It's one thing he's got going for him. He, he won't turn down a 1v1. 
except with Nisi, although I've, I've 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 changed I'll, I'll play him again but i used to i used to hate it i used to, he, i used to avoid playing Nisi because i was so annoyed at how good he was but well, you can understand that but i mean generally oh, yeah, to tell, tell everyone how good of an ally he is for me specifically the synergy between thunder and keith is incredible isn't it no it crashed <laughs> under it's the trashiest synergy ever i was we gonna say me and, me and keith do not play well together either um we used to craig we used well to. i wanted to get yeah i was going to mention that i mean keith initially trained me and helped me learn the game we ended up forming an alliance for quite a while we changed names at one point i even changed my name at one point when that was a, yep. was a team um yeah, we were stupid. Ham King and Ham Queen. Those were our names. <laughs> was Craig, a, was, the, Craig was, a, was the queen. I was the queen. That was a poor moment in my life. Um, <laughs> we had our differences in terms of clans at some point. We, we sort of separated. Um, we went our own ways, but we ended up, we just somehow we, we were close since then. And we've come back together. And uh, I was going to say other things, but I've forgotten now. But, That's okay. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you've got the look of your shaman in Populous. Oh, yes, that's right. That's one thing I wanted to mention. Case Shaman sometimes right. never dies. Well, let's move on to uh, <laughs> another player here, and I appreciate all your input on this. Um, I guess, you know, at, at this point in time, we will definitely go to uh, to Tundar. Um, I think that's a really interesting player to go to. I'd like to offer some critiques and whatnot. So let me go to where we are in that. Back in there with a the shirt off. That's not. That's Moore's murder. We're going to talk about him too. Okay. <laughs> um. Let's see here. All right. So Thunder. Um. I guess. I guess I'll go first on this one. Um. Now, for me, uh, Thunder has been somebody who's been a part of this community for a very, very long time. And for me, it's one of those things where, you know, I definitely think that Thunder has the. I don't know. I think Tunder has the most unique play style um, out of any other populist player because Tunder has basically mentioned before um, his shaman. He doesn't really care about it, and you see that sometimes when you watch Tunder play. Just like he's like a lemming with the shaman, just goes right to death. But there's other times where he goes to death three times, and you're still not in his base because he's got this massively expanded base on almost every level. And you know, I really think that the the building management that Tunder has is second to none, uh, maybe other than Nisi himself. But even then, I mean, Tundar, once Tunder gets to 190 pop, um, it's pretty much the game over. There was a there was a game where I had 199 versus Tunder, but his base was so big that there was nothing I could do. I couldn't do anything. So, uh, Tunder, I think you have incredible building skills. I think that your trooping skills are very interesting, too. I mean... Tunder is one of the first people, I think, in Populous uh, that started making massive warrior huts in games like double warrior, triple warrior huts to start maximizing production and really spamming them to where you could not attack him because you were too busy defending off his, his warriors. So, um, Tunder, I think you're well known for being a powerful ally because anybody who allies you knows that you can take multiple hits and still stay alive and i think there's a strength to that that most people don't really appreciate or recognize and even though you and i don't have the best synergy we're pretty trash as a team i uh i still enjoy allying you because at least i know i'm going to have somebody who's going to hold their own and i think that's the most important quality to me is not with an allies knowing that they'll be able to hold their own thank you very much Those are very nice words to hear yeah so <laughs> and uh nisi uh go ahead about Tundar. Yeah. Mm, 
strengths and weaknesses. I gave a lot of strengths. If you got weaknesses, you can put those out for sure. <laughs> well, honestly, um, Tanar is entertaining to play. He's interesting because he doesn't have a campy play style, even though he holds back a lot. He's not I don't think he's aggressive when he should be. I've told him right. this countless times. And I, I've also told him that if he just choose to start being more and more aggressive, he would start winning a lot more games. Because there are games that he he lets. I mean, there are certain games he lets slip away because of the way he just he just because um, of the way he just plays the game. Tanar kind of like Tanar haphazard, a, like carefree in a way. Yeah, yeah. Tanar Tanar is a great survivor, and uh, it's it's really tough to kill him. And um, basically, the thing about Tanner is that if you th if you think getting in his base is an achievement, then try to finish him off because um, that's a problem. The problem isn't to get in, but the problem is to finish him off. That's a problem. And um, he'll always stay alive like a true cockroach, even though even though he said Walala was the original cockroach. I think Tanner is the biggest cockroach. Agreed. And, um, I'd say Wahala was more, uh, and Thunder, just, uh, just, just to add on, Wahala was more known as being one of the best allies ever. Like, he would literally, if he had 150 pop and you were dying or hurt, he'd send you 120 of his pop and keep 30. Like, he would just, like, and, and it, honestly, a lot of people think that's stupid, but he literally would help anybody recover back to what they were. And that, that's, that's an amazing thing that I don't think we see enough of in today's day and age with allies on 2v2s. I think I think we've got a lot of doubling. A lot of people like to double, but it's different nowadays. And Tunder is one of those allies too. Tunder will help you and and he will help you a lot, I'd say. That's true. They're very generous. Um uh see if I didn't forget where I left off. Um what was I saying about Tunder? The last words? Okay. Uh yeah, cockroach. 100%. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, Tanar, Tanar is like, um, I mean, now Tanar is a person. I, I used to, I used to get along with him years ago. Then we fell apart sometimes. But I think deep down we we get along well because I just I just dislike when he starts trolling in game, and I think that's very disrespectful towards his allies. I've told him that countless times. Like there was a game I allied him against Suyoshin Spin on on pressure point, and and suddenly he's in my f he's on my front attacking Spin when he leaves his base wide open to Tsuyoshi. <laughs> he still manages to die, <laughs> and um, that's just the kind of thing that I dislike about Tana because he trolls too much, and um, it comes to a point where um, where it's too late to to come back. But um, yeah, Tana. I was about to say, yeah, Tanner has a lot of endurance, and um, I think to be really, really good at the game, you need a lot of endurance, because that's, that's what, where guys like Tanner rely. He builds a lot, he, he troops a lot, um, and that makes his shaman insignificant. But um, against people who know how to attack, I think it makes a difference at some point. Craig, I know you don't really have much opinion on Tanner, but... Um... One of the things we can't, <laughs> I think. Thing to say. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, you're I mean, a nice you guy, Tunde. Oh. Hey, there you go. I would just, I was going to say though. Um, I mean, one thing that I think Craig and I can both agree on, and probably Nisi too, is that 
Uh, Tunder has had a lot of impact in the community, and not just because of who he is, but what he's done. The maps that he's made are one of some of the most popular maps that people play. Um, a lot of his TGW world maps, uh, Hollow Fields 2, um, his updates, uh, My King of the Hill map he put into one of his map packs. Tunder is always making map packs, and honestly, a lot of map packs don't even get played, but Tunder's maps, I think, are some of the most played maps in, in the community. and. Uh, we definitely need to appreciate you for that, Tunder, because otherwise it would just be the stale, uh, same old maps. And the beginning maps are great, playing face-off, playing pressure point, playing craters, although craters is not played as much anymore right now. Um, we, we have a Yeah, sadly. But we have a lot to thank you for on that, Tunder. And honestly, um, you were the, the brunt of a lot of uh, jokes. A lot of people used to make fun of your weight a lot and really abuse you in the lobby. And um, you I'm always very open and honest, and it's very easy to target one. Right, behavior. right, but it's something that I admire about you because you used to get made fun of a lot um, as someone who got made fun of a lot in the lobby too. But for different reasons, um, persevering is very impressive, and uh, you stayed with the community even though most people would have just jumped ship. So thank you for that, sir. I agree entirely. All right, so next up we do have um, Nisi. I don't have your picture, but I'm pretty sure we can all talk about that. So basically, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about uh, Nisi uh, for obvious reasons, and I think we can't have a populist discussion of player breakdowns without uh, talking about Nisi. Um, but Craig, I want to give you the first word on this one because at this point you've watched many streams, you've talked a little bit about it. I think you can give an honest uh, an honest analyzation of of Nisi at the very least before Tundra and I weigh in and add anything that you might have missed. I think he's got everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I haven't watched that many streams. I don't know where you get that from. Um, I've seen a few streams of Nisi when he's playing, but to be fair, Nisi, his stream quality isn't that grand, to be honest. I have to turn off after a few minutes. Um, <laughs> but pop stream life, I tell you, we can't handle it. We can't control yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, you can just, you can watch the stream for a two, if you can watch the stream for a couple of minutes, then watch another person's stream and immediately you can tell the difference. Um, he's, he's in command of everything, let's be fair. I mean, I never used to use the world map, and that guy's in the world map more than using the normal game. So, doing something differently to what I used to do, and it, it works for him. Um, it obviously works for him. I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I, I don't, I've not really played with Missy a great deal. Maybe a few years ago, we had a couple of scraps, but I mean, I haven't played competitively or properly for years, so I haven't had a, a good skirmish against anyone really in years um i think the world map comment is very very uh astute to make to be honest because that does that that uniquely puts nisi into the position i think that money players um are not in including myself i mean yeah i'm good with my shaman and, my, and when i attack with troops but i can't tell you how many times on on my own streams i've watched myself die because i missed a tower that shot me at the last second because I didn't go to worldview and definitely your biggest weakness, Keith, is just your yep. awareness. And yep. I think if you just knew a bit more about what was going on, oh my god, the amount more games you would have decided, uh, or even just won earlier, just because you would know. Okay, cool. There's nothing there to stop me going. Bang here. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's true, Turner. And I guess we would talk about decision making with Nisi. I mean, honestly, sure. the 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 guy makes trades like no one else. I mean, he he. Honestly, I'd say that I'd say that the only reason I won the one v one against Nisi was because he did that. He decided to trade with me, and I actually built a couple of extra towers, and thankfully um, ended up killing him. And then I got into his base. But almost every time Nisi makes a trade with somebody, 
Nisi comes out on top. And I'd say that that's something that is different from most players I play with because most players do chase the Shaman. Uh, most players will try to go to the other uh, side of somebody's base and try to do a counterattack, but will not do anything near what Nisi does. So I'd say that would be a very strong attribute to Nisi's skill quality is his trades. Yeah, most definitely. If we look at the minimap in general, compare it to other RTS games, most RTS games have some sort of fog of war. Popular system really played with fog of war. And if you could look at someone else's base all the time, anytime, your vision's not impeded. It, it's a huge advantage in Populous. You can do that. I do miss the minimap. That oh, that's what I was getting to, Tundra. That's what I was getting to. We didn't use the, the worldview much back then. I think Nissy's maybe mm. adapted to using it because the, the minimap isn't on. I used to use that all the time. But if you turn it on in the matchmaker and every player within the game has turned it on, you do have it, which you'll notice in some 1v1s, both people like this have got it. Uh, well, I've tried that. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Keith, Keith I don't, and Hugo I don't tried think that for years and it never came on. Maybe once in like yeah. 100 games. Mm. But yeah, that's something we used, used religiously. Top left, with my eyes would be always looking on the top left just to make sure of what's going on. You can see enemy shamans coming. Rather than having to go into worldview, you, you've, got yeah. that, you've got that information available to you already. Um, it, would, would you say that's true, Nisi? Did you ever have the world, uh, the minimap when you played Populous multiplayer? Uh... I used to go on single player to to cheat and select O, and mm -hmm. I think it was the thirteen of, or fourteen to turn the minimap on. So yeah, I'm I'm all in for the minimap. I I don't know why Inca took it off. I know he considers it a cheat, but it's pretty useful. And um, honestly, if it was on more than it actually is, I would use worldview less because yeah, then right. yeah. I think that's what Craig was getting at is that, um, <laughs> I mean, we all come from a time where we didn't need to use the worldview because we had the minimap. And now that we don't, um, we're, we're impeded, whereas you have adapted. And I can't tell you how many times I've said to myself, I should use the world map now. I should use the world map. Addiction himself has, uh, has mentioned that. And um, it's just very interesting. But I, I think we can safely say, Nisi, and this is not to obviously build your ego up but you know it because you know you've said it earlier on but you probably are the greatest populist player of all time at this point and you know yeah i won a game once or yeah somebody's beat you in a 2v2 once yeah somebody's been able to double you out and win but at the end of the day anybody who plays you 1v1 um 90 maybe even 95 percent of the time will lose um so oh, nissy do you remember the last time i actually did beat you in a 1v1 uh, 2011? Something like that. Do you remember what I said to you after the game? Yeah, that you don't know why why I had the rank I had, because supposedly I should be below. <laughs> really? Is that what I said? I, I, I remember, <laughs> I actually remember questioning you and assuming you were Genesis on a fake account. Oh yeah, flawless. I remember you sent me a private message in the forums about that, yes. Oh, that's I have funny. That. You know, I yeah, was and it's, kind of impressed of you back then, but it is funny too because 2011 Nisi was just so much worse. <laughs> so, like Nisi, you weren't you you weren't trash, but you weren't great. Like you actually, one of the things that I think, and, and we'll go on to the next player right after this point, I think. But Nisi, you and Lightning, why don't you fucking use Lightning, Nisi? Why don't you use it? <laughs> Why you, know, you, it sets you apart, though. I'm telling you, you use lights on on defenses. 
and you can have a, you can have four lights in your arsenal, and you're in the middle of pressure point, and you're going toe to toe with another shaman, and they're shooting lights, and they're missing, and you're right next to them. You got four of them, and you don't use them. You just you just like, yeah, I'm not going to use them. Wow. Is it triggering to see? No, it's not triggering. It's actually really it's 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 a testament to your own confidence and skill. Um, I mean, no, no. The, thing, actually, the thing is, you save them. I think to break people's defenses after you kill them, because if if you kill them without having to use those lights, you now have four extra spells to break four extra towers instead of spamming four lights. That's the point. I don't think it's even about the confidence, because I'm I would honestly say I'm pretty bad with dodging lights. I think I am really. Um, it's all about breaking the defense. You said it after, yes. I would say that I would say that's your biggest strength. Um, the only person who used to use lights on towers was Myth. When Myth came back, he used lights on towers, and I noticed it, and I fuck, I, I stole it because I was like, I want to start using those on towers to break the defense. And this was Craig. This was after you had left, so I'm, I know you used to break towers with lights. I and who doesn't light in towers? That seems like such a generic thing everyone should do. <laughs> It, it is now. It changed. But at one point, the meta was always just use lights to duel shamans and never have any to kill the towers. But um, Nisi's changed that a lot. And I think it's one of the reasons why he's such a strong player, to be honest. Well, unless you were playing against Orange Warrior and had him in a camping situation, then you'd be lighting every tower you could just to get closer. Yeah, for sure. Isn't lightning a statistics, mathematics? I mean, at the start of a game, I don't know if Nisi's like, would be referring to the entire game, I imagine he lightning shamans later in the game when mana's easy to come by, but early game, it's your lightning's miss. They don't always hit. Um, that's 800 points of mana if we're looking at divided by 100. Um, you know, it breaks my heart to see someone waste four lightnings and know that they could have had a firestorm. I think that's one of the reasons why when Nisi makes trades with anybody at this point in, in time, Nisi always comes out on top because Nisi's got an extra spell because he hasn't used his lights the way other people do. It's not just that, it's just if you kill an enemy shaman early game, you're not going to get any mana back. You've probably spent more mana killing the shaman than, than what would have happened to you. It's maybe exactly. not even True. worth it. Exactly and they're still going to have the earthquake, they're going to cast on you. With your troops. I mean, Sorry? I think it's far easier to kill shaman with troops. Um, even if you're in a duel, you, I find it it's always my mission to throw your shaman towards my troops. Because it's cheaper in my sense, and it's safer to use the troops to get the job done. That's why I don't care about the shaman so much. But that, that is my target, because, well, dueling is difficult, and a lot of people enjoy that. I mean, Keith, you're a nightmare to go up against. It could be 10 <laughs> duels before I actually pull a kill off, but I'll probably die as well. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I hope that the meta, the meta doesn't change here going forward, but I feel like after this podcast, we're going to see a lot more people not using lights and tools. You're going to see you're gonna see streams where people have three shaming, lights. Not until you're in a desperate situation where, oh, sh yeah. I'm going to lose this game. I need to camp down now. You know, lights are aggressive because an earthquake is for the base and the lights and swarms and goes to your small spells to get past that defense with your troop support. And lightning gives you that range to get past those towers. In my yeah. opinion, that's that's a very crucial use for them. You kill the shaman five times with five lightning. Just stay defending. That shaman's going to respawn five times. You're not going to... You're not going to have five times. You're not going to have five lightnings worth more mana more than them. They're going to have more mana than you, more spells than you. So eventually, they're just going to yep. they're just going to hit you for more damage. You're not you're not achieving anything by killing the shaman over and over. Yeah, let you're them, buying let building them, time. Let them damage you. Yeah. The, the reason you'd want lights is to buy more time to build. 
you know, right. and you've got to be prepared that you're now behind on all aggression. So is it because you want enough troops to out troop them? Then fine, that, that works. You know, lights and troops go hand in hand really nicely, but it's a very niche strategy and it can really confine your growth if that's what you're going for as your starting strat. Yeah, I think as, as the game progresses, I think lightning's becoming more used is the natural progression of the game. But at the start, map dependent, of course, you should be more um, yeah. conscious about what you're using your lightning for. Even on face-off, I mean, if you miss your light, like, I mean, people charge light early on on face-off to secure the hill and build. So it, it ties in with Thunder's point. But if you miss a light and someone else is charging the earthquake and the land yeah. bridge and side-door you, I mean, you, you're, okay, great. You have lights for the hill, but now you're side-doored and you're hurt. So I don't know. It's, it is, it is very interesting. But we will, uh, you know, we'll talk about that at some point um, in another podcast. We'll talk about some spells. We'll talk about things. We'll, figure out new episode content but for this one we're going to move on to the next player here uh you guys see babo yep babo, babo holding uh blocks of salt maybe i don't know what it is something whatever he's holding but um babo uh honestly what a cool guy um really funny also super um super new to the community in a sense like you know he wasn't around back in the early days of populace uh more so recently so i mean nisi tunder uh i'd re much rather have you guys weigh in on babo um i mean craig and i basically be like nice guy good guy <laughs> it's good guy i like that i like that babo guy but um i just think he's a really skilled player but i don't really know how to describe it outside of i think he just I think he's versatile. I think he's got a bunch of different like skills all in one, and that makes him a balanced player, but he's higher skilled than most average balanced players. Exactly. That's true. Yeah. Who should so, go first? Uh, Tunder. I'd say, actually, you know, you know Babo more, Nisi, so I'd say you go first on this one. Uh, well, Babo Babo's known for his macro. We all know his micromanagement. I mean, he's a top player, but he's, he has probably the worst micromanagement when it comes to being in a top in a top ten or top five. Yeah, I mean, he himself admits he's bad at micromanagement. But what what gets him um, what gets him going is his macro, because he's he's a he's quite a troopy player and he's very tricky. And um, mm. I've I've found it very difficult sometimes to trade with this guy is i mean he's not someone you should take for granted for sure in game he's always a threat um, he's always got a surprise up his sleeve right yes that's true that's that's what i've i've uh, eventually realized about him um he's a pretty nice guy i've always got along with him i have no stress with him i really like him a lot and um he has done so many things for populace too even though most people may not realize right um, and there's one one specific thing about him, like if you go at his monthly points, you see that he has barely played and he's got to a great level of skill. Um, he, he never played as much as all of us and uh, he got to a very good um, skill. So I think that's another aspect. And um, I, I could leave the question in the air, what would Babo be if he played more often? Very true. Very true. Yeah, for sure. He'd be a. He'd definitely give you a run for your money if he could bag two thousand <laughs> games in six month period. Uh, for sure. I think that level of training 
with someone like Babo because I think my perception of Babo has always been he's an intelligent player. I mean, he, when, he, when he trolls the lobby, he does it with a bit of uh, a bit of finesse, uh, without an intent. I will add. So he does troll, but he's never cruel. Um, he gets on with most people, and he kind of seems to recognise the right thing to do in the lobby and whatnot. Um, yeah, he's a good guy. He's a, a definitely a good guy to have in the lobby. Um, but uh, in terms of his skill, I think Nissi hit the nail on the head. His experience and the fact that he is as good as he is now. I mean, uh, if anyone remembers the days when Genesis rose to to being as good as he was, it took him what six months before he was able to beat uh, the current top number one at the time. Yep. Um, and I, I I dare say Babo has probably shown a similar grace. Streaming yeah. has changed the way people develop and grow, but you can tell that Babo thinks about things very logically, a bit like Loot Hill's gameplay. In fairness. Oh yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree with that. My biggest thing I think I want to add on Babel, Craig, I got you. I got you. No worries. No worries. I got oh, sorry. We were waiting for me there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was I was looking at you, wondering if you had something to say first. Um, but I would just say that Babel has been an instrumental part to uh, Craig and I's streams. Um, I mean, he's just a regular um, at this point. Uh, him, Lavengi, Z. Um, I mean, Babel has done a lot of things for the community outside of just competitive populist play. I think he's really helped. Uh, make beta more popular. Um, he is the self-proclaimed semi-king of beta, now that Nisi has knocked him down <laughs> the winner's bracket in the tournament. But he did stop me. Uh, Craig made sure to make that comment multiple times. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. He really did. He really did. Uh, it was embarrassing. Um, but uh, hopefully round two will be better. Uh, i got to play Mamut on Sunday and we'll see what happens. But Babo is definitely a strong player and I think that there's a couple of things that he still needs to figure out, but I think Nisi and Tundra both said the same thing. If Babo had more time, I mean, if we all had more time, um, what would we truly be like? You know, we just don't. Exactly. So that brings me to my next guest uh, that we're going to be discussing here. Um, let's find this boy right now. There he is! It's the oldest picture, oh, Craig. You gotta send you gotta send an updated picture. I think you should yeah, use you that for the podcast. Yeah. I'll I'll use that I'll use that photo for the podcast and then I'll transform it into this. There we go. That's my that's my sound effect. I'm gonna put it in for the editing. Oh, but, okay. Yeah, so then you could see me. So, so. Yeah, exactly. They could basically see you. So yeah, I'll just never mind. That doesn't make sense now. <laughs> but um yeah, I wanted to kind of go over Sub a little bit because I feel like people know Sub and Craig's from the streams and whatnot, but don't really. We've talked about it. There's been a lot of late night discussions where Sub has like, you know, basically been like, oh, yeah, back in the day, you know, some of the best. But we didn't really go into why. So, um, Thunder, I know may, Craig might not remember playing many games with you, but you remember playing games with Craig. So uh, you want to yeah, go a little I mean bit there? Well, when I finally got my account in my bedroom when I was a kid, you know, Sub-Zero was, if not top one, if not top five, for sure. It was one of the players that you want to be able to be invited to the PP game in a 2v2, and if you do, you want to win it. And before he stopped playing too tough, I wasn't quite, I didn't achieve that in his time. It sort of happened as he phased out. But um, something I can definitely remember from Sub is he always tells it as he sees it. He doesn't suffer any idiots and prefers to not have any idiots around him. Um, Very true. But um, I think that also was reflected in ASG and its clan leadership because 
Uh, well, that's that's proved to have been a very successful clan venture over the years. Hundredth was probably the best choice he could have had, even though he was also quite strict in his <laughs> company. He was. It's turned out to be one of the most important clans in populist history. I mean, I'm obviously a member of TDM. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, we could have been just, you know, side by side as the ancient clans. I guess we still are. We're still kicking about. But, uh, ASG is, I think, the most iconic populist clan and probably will be until its dying day. So for that reason, I would say Sub's done a fantastic job for the community. Never mind the videos aside, but that bringing that clan and keeping it strong and, it's a clan that a lot of people would like to think that they could be a part of, I guess. You know, there's, there's maybe not the tallest order, but it's, it's about who you are that, that gets you into that clan. And yeah, I'd say Craig and ASG are massive, massive additions to popular. I didn't expect Asgard to come up. Thanks for that, Thunder. Appreciate the words towards the clan. Yeah. Well, I was around yeah. when you started it. I think that was, I was probably a spy rank at the time. Yeah, and, and Nisi, I know you don't really have much opinion outside of just what you've seen, but I know you can attest that subs had a lot of influence in terms of populace uh, with, with streaming and with um, you know bringing people into the community. I know he doesn't play much in terms of uh, being able to have, have you say anything about his skill level back in the day, but what I can say about it at the very least is that I think one of Craig's biggest strengths was the, the first player to truly be able to, um, to camp while being aggressive um because craig you were you were a camper back in the day you were um but but the thing was you were the smart camper the camper that thunder wants me to be early on um where you didn't just go earthquake somebody just to earthquake like you didn't go duel a shaman just to duel a shaman like you waited until your base was built you built your base you focused on your base and you were one of the first people, I think, that truly was able to grow your pop really fast and have decent attacks because of your building style and whatnot. And I think we can see that even nowadays on streams when people watch you play in our free-for-alls or in other games. They just see you constantly building, constantly expanding, always always building this big, massive, fat defense that is really annoying to look at and makes me want to plus slash our surrender <laughs> which i did today actually i did today on bold moves episode five jesus um but I'd, I'd say that one of the things that you're best known for is being one of the best back in the day and there's this level of respect that i think you still command in the sense that you don't act better than people you don't act like you're you know better than half the community um you just you're just you and this place has a lot of memories for you and for me. And I feel like um, that's why we're still here in a sense. It's just that really nice nostalgic feeling to be a part of a community that you grew up with for a long time and, you know, kind of has you where you are in your life right now. You know, um, you, you met your wife on Populous. You have a kid. You know, you just it's just a really beautiful thing if you think about it. And, you know, Indeed. I don't know where I'd be without it, too, in a sense. So moving on, though. Good guy, Craig. Good guy. That's Sub-Zero. I tell you, good guy. Um, let's go to one of our favorites, Moore's Murder. Um, Moore's can I say something about Sub Zero? Oh, absolutely. We'll we'll go back. Uh, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back. No, I just wanted to say that um, before I started playing online, my brother used to play, and um, 
Sub Zero, I mean, although we had our disrupts too, I mean, not our disrupts because it was mostly me starting, not mostly, but entirely me starting bullshit. And um, I already apologized for that, and I I apologize again for any anything bad I ever said. But going back to the um, to the time when my brother used to play online, Sub Zero was always a name that you could look up to because when I started playing online again, I. I knew there were big names like Tsuya, you would know guys like Tsuyoshi, Sub-Zero, uh, guys like um, Terado, <laughs> Heath52, and... Um, no, I was waiting for my name, I thought I was going to be left out, I'm like, well, alright. <laughs> Wait, so Keith, um, your name's been mentioned in a list with Terato. And Sub, and Sub. After Terato, mind. Well, Torado I mean, was honestly Torado was an interesting figure. We'll talk about him at some point. <laughs> Actually, we I mean, don't. Need to. We talked about him on a podcast earlier. This I didn't play enough with Sub Zero to to know his true skill because I've mostly watched him on streams. I I know he played some years ago, and um, from what I saw, he was he had pretty good endurance. Um, but from what I see on streams, he's a he's a very quick player, and uh, I wish I wish maybe. Maybe one day he'll start playing com- competitively again, and I, I wish that um, um, I wish that could happen soon. Maybe who knows? Because I, I know, I know it's, I know it's. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but I suppose, I suppose it's hard to come back to populous and um, and realize that um, that you're rusty and um, there's no will to. To try to recover your old skill, uh, but anyway, um, he has done a great job on YouTube. He has almost two K subs. I've seen. I yeah, think. we're getting close. You're getting close, Craig. And um, that's a pretty good job. I think that's that's the um, that's the best we've come up with on YouTube. I don't remember anyone being as successful on YouTube as as Craig. Honestly, the amount of the amount of time that you've put into that is is wonderful. And, you know, there was that period where you're like, I'm done. I'm having I got a family now. I can't, you know, do this. But it's just really nice, Craig, that you still find the time to put into populace. And, I, you know, I, that's the thing, you know, uh, Nisi, it just. Uh, you're 23. We're going to be 32. Uh well, I mean, I'm 32. Craig's going to be 32 on Sunday. So it's just a completely different life 10 years down the road. And, you know, I wish you the best of happiness for yourself, Nisi, when it comes to that. But, um, I mean, I, what I would give to be 23 again and have that time. So, I mean, just, you know, I'm honestly, what I'm glad about Nisi is the fact that you have the ability and the time to play populace and keep those competitive games going for people and provide those challenges. But, you know, I guess subs time is kind of like, over in the sense of playing competitive populist because it's just you know there's just too many other things on the plate but it's just nice to know that we still have the ability to come on and play really good fun games and and somewhat competitive games with the eight player uh games and maybe you could join us on a stream sometime it'd be fun to have the the greatest of all time as part of the stream maybe maybe a seven versus one dictator versus the greatest of all time we all share the greatest hobby interest and that's populous uh we can all agree that we are very fanatic for this wonderful god player game or yeah. god mode game. Now back to Moore's murder. All right, now <laughs> this is where we get a little juicy. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna say much uh, about Moore's murder, but we have a couple of things to say about all these different players. I mean, Moore's murder is last time in my life. What's that? He gave me my first spliff. 
Oh, there you go. What a legend. <laughs> what a, a legend. Influence. Actually, <laughs> with a bong. He gave me about seven hits. <laughs> I was only a kid. He broke me. <laughs> he broke you. What a what a terrible person. In no. fairness, Adam um, was the one that gave it to me, but hey, carry on. We lived a different populous yeah. life, Keith. You did? We did. Oh, yeah, we did. We sure <laughs> did. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, I could say so many things about Moore's murder, but uh, one of the things I just think is he was a character. He really was a character. Um, he he was loud. He was boisterous. Um, he wasn't very good at the game, but at the same time, he was. Um, he was very aggressive, but he never really learned the micro skills of populace. Um and he was always very, very salty to people who were better than him. And it was a, it was, it was a thing where Moore's would just, you know, C Craig and I make jokes about it all the time. But Moore's would quit if you stole his wildmen, blasted his braves. I mean, it was from a different time. I mean, back in the day, we none of us were really concerned about that kind of stuff. I mean, I tell you, I would steal braves from Genesis, green versus blue. I'd steal his braves. He would literally come, blast those braves, steal some of mine, and I'd be like, gosh, I wish I hadn't done that. Wish I hadn't made him angry. But nowadays, like you take braves from people like Moore's murder and they'll they'll literally quit. Um, so I, I don't know. I think Moore's greatest strength was on maps that were fast paced and didn't require you to have a lot of micro skills. Um, oh. He didn't really. Yeah, he, he was very good at face off. He was very good at like um, pressure point uh, when it came to the the early game. Whenever it came to the late game, Moore's would just fall off and lose. So. I don't know. I just think he was a really obnoxious player, though. He would always be toxic. He would always be somebody who would kind of like, you know, shit on people for being bad. Um, but he was also somewhat not great. So I don't know. I, I thought he was a very charismatic person, though. And it's a shame that he left the community. Um, I, I, I did enjoy playing games with him. But as long as I just wasn't on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> you have any clips of him saved? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I, I've got a couple. I'll find some for sure for the podcast, but. His brother, on the other hand, is so pleasant to be around. I've actually visited him several times. Uh, oh, yeah, since polar opposites. They really polar are. Opposites. I mean, they're both thick as shite, don't get me wrong. Nah, I'm only kidding, Adam. But, like, they're, they're very are different. Like, Andrew's really big, and his personality is quite intimidating. He doesn't seem to feel comfortable unless he's the big man in the room whereas adam's quite perceptive and quite engaging makes you feel at ease and then when you've got both of them in together obviously it helped when i met andrew that adam was so friendly otherwise i don't think i'd have felt entirely comfortable around him <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong he, andrew once like because i had like a good introduction to andrew i got to meet him and talk to him like a, a normal person and to be honest, he, he is a good guy, he's just quite boisterous and goes over the top, doesn't really think about how his, he impacts others. But um, in terms of his competitiveness, uh, he was great to have around for a competition, a competitive game. He could die easily, but he could also kill. You know, he could get in your face and you'd be like, oh my God, I'm losing to Moors. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it felt. <laughs> but uh... Yeah, definitely... Uh... An iconic player. <laughs> yeah, Moose Murder's been around for as long as I have. He was... I got on well. I got on right with him, apart from when he went off on his um, tirades. So they, I don't mind... I didn't mind when people were, uh, what's the word, passionate about a game they've played. But sometimes he went a bit too far. 
for my in my opinion, for my taste anyway. But he was always above average player. You'd have a good game with him at least. Um, it's the things that Keith mentioned was one of the downfalls is quitting because of the someone converting Wildman in his base and then you know mediocre stuff like that. But I, I, it's not related to moves, but I do believe that eight minutes, three minutes time before you get points is, is way too generous. It should be thirty seconds a minute. It's just you should it should just be to see if the game is stable. It shouldn't be because what three minutes you can have your you can have your full base on PP in three minutes. You you could look at your enemy's base and go, oh, well uh he's just built better than me, I'll just quit. Yep. I know it's yep. not totally related to the conversation, but I just want to put that out there in regards to stealing wild men. Now, that happened on Faceoff one time with Moore's murder. Actually, he uh, literally, I, I got an earthquake at two minutes and forty-five seconds because I literally got a really great convert and just built really quickly and never and had a uh, shadow. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Not failed a blast on his braves at the beginning, you know, and it killed no braves. But he's like paused it and said, "What the fuck?" and then quit. Yeah, yeah. Nisi, you had a couple. You had a lot of games with Moore's because you were. You know, you played with the Discord crew a lot, and the Discord crew, we'll get into that, you know, a little bit in, in, in a second. <laughs> oh but, but yeah, I mean, he the, the dude bought like a $3,000 computer so he could play uh, Populous better, and he claimed that <laughs> the reason that he lost was because of the S-Clicks. S-Clicks, the direct lightning, uh, he, he was convinced that that was a conspiracy and that his computer getting a, a three thousand dollar gaming computer would stop him getting S clicked so much and it did not at all. It did not at all. It was a wild theory. A wild theory. It's a bold strategy, Cotton, but it did not pay off. So Well about Moore's murder, I don't know whether he's delusional or just trolling, because um I mean, he provides some of the me- the best moments ever. Cause I and I'm thankful they're clipped on Twitch. I'm sure there are a lot of them around. Um, Mortimer is qu- is quite the character, like you said. He, but this is kind of um, he has a lot of resemblances with Matt. Actually, they've got both. They've got. Uh, they both have got kids now, and um. I think it made them a bit more, um, maybe a bit more harsh, because you would be on on Discord playing with more than Matt, and um, both of their kids would be crying in the background, and they wouldn't give a, they wouldn't give a, um, a shit. Yeah, I was wondering if I could say that or not. You can. <laughs> yeah, we have shame and screams to bleep. <laughs> they would never give a shit about them, and that's. At the same, it's fun. At the same time, it was funny, but that's at the same time, it was disgusting as well. Moore's murder is not um, is not that bad. He loves to brave blast. He loves to camp. He loves to, I don't know. He loves to. He just loves to throw the game, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the people I wanted to talk about a little bit was Arbum. Um, I don't know if uh, Craig really knows much at all about Arbum, so I don't expect you to weigh in here, Craig, but um, I think Nisi and I really can, and Tunder might if he comes back, but Arbum's one of those people, and, and Nisi, I know you played a game with him on Hollow Fields against uh, Marcus and I, and, and you know, obviously he never played that map before, but Arbum's a really, really kind player. He's such a kind person. He just wants to be like friendly to everybody. Um, he was well-known back in the day for playing uh, really, really well, 
but then pausing the game because he was playing Populous in the back of his store. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Like he was, I think he, li- I don't know where he lives, but I think Kosovo, but his, he, yeah. he, he worked at his dad's shop and then the computer would be in the back. And anytime a customer would come in, he'd have to pause to go run, but he was so addicted <laughs> to Populous. He wanted to play. So he'd be like, I just have to pause. And then like, we'd all have to wait five minutes for him. And then it would, you know, but honestly, he became such a great player in such a very short period of time. And then obviously he stopped playing because I think he, he, he had to start really focusing on job on his job and whatnot. But I would say that he was one, he had the potential to be one of the greatest populist players of all time. Would you disagree? I agree, I agree with you actually, because I really, I is those, that kind of guy that's pretty underrated and people don't give him value, the value he deserves. Um, I don't think, I mean, he hasn't played much actively the last month. He returned recently mm-hmm. to game, I mean. And um, I think he's put on a, a good display of uh, of his skills. I I like to ally him. He's quite a trooper. Um, he knows what to do. I don't think his pop growth is that... Um, I don't think his pop growth is that good, but... Um, he makes up for it with troops for sure. He knows what to do for real. Yeah. So he's a uh, he's a very good ally to have around. He's, he's always going to have your back. And about his personality, we used to have a lot of fights back one decade ago, but um, with time it just fade away. So I get along with him fine just now, and I I wish to ally him more often. Honestly, he's a very Agreed. good guy. He's a, he's a great ally. I would totally agree with that. Um, and Tunders be right back right now, but um, I'm, he doesn't. I'm just Andy back oh, now. perfect, perfect. There we go. I don't really know if you had much to say about Arbum, but we just basically uh, came to yeah, the agreement. I was, I was listening to everything. I just wanted to touch on what Nissi was saying about Arbum's growth. Um, I think he's actually one of the fastest developing players I've seen, and I think that's because of rustiness, perhaps. But um, I definitely seen him improve since the tournament in December to now. Um, and I'm thinking his pop growth is literally just because of his early aggression, which is yeah. definitely his strength. Um, and I feel like he's balancing that early aggression with pop growth quite nicely over the last couple of weeks. Agreed. But I am interested to see him playing more and I'm hoping he continues to grow because he's quite competitive and he's a really friendly guy. Never gives uh, up. Uh-huh. Yeah, he never does. He never does. Now, next up on our player discussion, and we're going to kick these off a little bit quicker. Um, cause obviously we're running a little low on time here. Um, but, and I don't, you know, obviously Craig, I know you don't have much going on in terms of that, but I do want to make sure that we're not keeping you too long here. Um, Marcus and in regards to Marcus, I also want to touch on ice too, cause they're both, they're both very similar players because they're brothers, uh, Marcus and ice T. Um, they're from the USA. Uh, they have been active for a long time, but they had periods of hiatus, especially Marcus, but. Marcus and Ice are both back playing games nowadays, and I would say that um, they are definitely top players, and uh, their strategies are very unique. I, I think Nisi, I think they're the kind of players that you're talking about in terms of the whole, they have different strategies that we don't see most players using. Yeah, they're very droopy, and um, they're very reliable allies as well. I enjoy to ally any of them, because it feels like you're allying the same person, even though they're twins. Their, their play styles are are really identical, mm-hmm. and um, I think that besides being great people, I I've learned to like them because we used to fight a lot, 
some years ago, but um, now we've grown a stable relationship, and um, I think they're great guys to have around. They they're are. They're very really good nice. in the community. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, I like some of the best games. Well. You know, if there's an opportunity to get a game with either of them, it's always enjoyable. You know, win or lose, they're, they're just fantastic sportsmen, they're fantastic players, and they're, they're great to play against, they're great to play with. They're such reliable, they're such reliable allies, but they also just give you great, like you said, Tender, they just give you great games, whether they're either your enemy or your your opponent. And there's something to be said about them. Like if they lose, they're not in the lobby, you know, talking shit or criticizing. I mean, honestly, one of the things I do when I get out of a game that I've lost is I'll I'll blame myself, but I will, I will, I will go to town on, on, uh, you know, whoever I was allied with, I'd yell, I'd yell, I'd, I'd criticize and. They just don't. They just they they go on to the next game. Uh, they discuss it. They talk about it. They you know if if you're yelling at them, they you know they give it right back to you. But they're they're very mature when it comes to uh, playing the game, and I think that's really good for the community. To be honest, it is. So uh, next up, uh, this is addiction. Um, yeah. So addiction. I think one of the things I really like about him. Um, is that he is a very strong, aggressive player, and he's adapted. I mean, Addiction has been here since Craig and I have been here, and he has not played actively as of recent, but there was a period during COVID where he came back and started really getting good again and then just kind of took off um, and probably due to his job and stuff. But I think he's a really impressive player, and I think he's extremely... um, up there in terms of some of the greatest populist players and only one of the best campers (laughs) yeah one of the best campers but only camps if if really necessary otherwise he's super aggressive all the time you know i mean he doesn't rust very much but he does rust um i was surprised to hear from him himself that even he was walking over genesis and i was like oh you mean genesis is playing occasionally uh, it was it was a shame to see that wasn't the case, but um, addiction. I guess I think he got better over time. He kind of matured into the game um, and just knows the game. Um, in terms of his skill, he just knows the game, and knows the game. it's yep. it's kind of annoying how few people know the game. Actually, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are good at the game, but they just they just don't know it. Like not what I say, they're not they don't know that oh, they're good. God. They don't know the game. Like they know how to do certain things well but they don't know why that's happening. Right, decision-making more so than anything. You know, and... Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot who we were really talking about. Uh, addiction, but... Uh, oh, Craig, yeah. did you... <laughs> Craig, did you... <laughs> Craig, did you have something to add? I, thought, I saw you coming close to the mic, so... No, I just... Uh, addiction used to ally um, Genesis back in the day. They were close friends. Uh, he wasn't addiction ones as good as as Genesis at the time. I don't know if that changed over time, but he's still around, and Genesis isn't. So I'd presume he's better. And if he if he was good enough to ally Genesis, he was. Oh, he's obviously a good player. Nisi. Um. Well, addiction is like um. I've always looked up to him when I when I started playing online. Is is definitely one of one of the top players. And um, besides that, he's, he's a very funny guy. Um, okay, yes. Gets banned. I, I mean, he used to get banned constantly for crashing games. <laughs> Who doesn't remember that? 
the RW boys did a lot of drama on the matchmaker. They they started a lot of fights. They they deleted a lot of people's forums. <laughs> TDM Thunder. <laughs> Thanks for that, Thunder. Yes, and um, addiction the took the password and deleted TDM's for TDM forums. <laughs> by the way, a big part of me growing up learning not to trust the world, eh? <laughs> Go ahead, Easy. Sorry. Um, the thing about addiction is that um, it's not it's not easy to kill as well. It's, it has some endurance. Yeah, it, it doesn't have as much as most other players, but it, it does. And um, he's a great camper, like the nurse said. And he's aggressive, but I I still think he could um, sit back a bit and think better about how to use his spells. Because maybe maybe um, maybe no, not not maybe definitely that's what's lacking him, um, and putting him behind in most games. I still think he hasn't adapted to to how some people play nowadays, especially if we're talking about pressure point. Agreed. Because I. I I witness him uh, becoming defensive too early, and that's not the addition I used to know. The addition I used to know was the one who went middle, and no matter what, he would always force his way into your base without wasting spells uh, by using swarms, ghosts, and all that. Try to kill your shaman at all costs, but not use an earthquake there like straight away yeah. without any patience. That's addition. I would say that the meta has changed him into being a safer player, um, but to the yeah. point where his aggression that the thing that that Genesis and him and me were all known for was shame and aggression, just shame and dueling and constant. No matter what, if you went up in a duel against addiction, you're like, fuck, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm going to die. Like, uh, oh, he's very strong there. Yeah. And now it's it's not that way anymore. It feels like, OK, I got this. I can I could probably beat him in this duel. I can be up there. Like, that that is the uh, I think that is the thing that really kind of made Genesis so strong is that, um, and we don't we don't really talk about Genesis uh, much, but like he was one of the greatest of all times. Um, you know, Craig can attest to that. They had a three hour PP one v one, and at the end of it, they were like, "We're never going to one v one each other again. We're not going to do it." But Genesis was like the polar opposite of Craig in terms of play style. Um, Genesis was super fast. Uh, in terms of like um, you know shaman control and clicking braves all over the place, Craig was more controlled, nuanced, and like very you know uh, methodical. But Genesis was just like slap plans down, slap braves over here, click 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 click. He was a he was a speed demon. And then when you dueled a shaman, you'd be lucky if you won that shaman duel. You'd be lucky, <laughs> you know. Um, and I think that we've we've seen players come and go that have had that kind of power but i'd say addiction is probably one of the last remaining aggressive shaman players but even he has kind of suffered because this meta has really turned aggressive it, it punishes aggressive players like you know i i can i can aggressively get into your base nisi and like you know get one earthquake off but by the time i've wasted all my spells getting into your base and you know you're not dueling my shaman you've dismantled seven huts and gained seven braves and you're now up to the same population that you were before my attack so um, I guess there's a balance there, but addiction definitely has it. I think addiction has a really strong balance, but he's just not as aggressive as he used to be. I agree. Yeah. Now we have a bunch of other players here still, and I was going <laughs> to say when we come back, we're going to discuss if we continue to go forward on these players or if we call it a day and see how everybody takes this podcast and maybe the next episode, we have you both back as guests to do part two 
of the Populous Podcast Player Breakdown. Uh, see if that's something that people want. Um, so when we come back, we're going to discuss that. Uh, see you in a little bit on the Populous Podcast. Populous Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your co-host, Keith52, alongside the man, the myth, the legend, Thunder. Oh, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Sub-Zero. Anyway, uh, we are here just doing a couple of breakdowns of Populous players. Um, Again, we want to thank you guys all for uh, supporting the podcast and being uh, a part of it. Uh, Nisi Tunder, thank you. Uh, To all uh, people watching, thank you so much for uh, being so uh, overwhelmingly positive to the podcast. Uh, This episode, we're trying something different. Um, It's a little bit less broad. It's less, uh, you know, it's, it's much more specific and uh we hope you are enjoying it we're gonna finish up here for the last 15 minutes we're gonna go over a couple of players and um continue on but uh again if you have any other uh ideas for things you want to learn about in the next podcast episode for craig and i to cover uh please uh drop us a line uh getting closer to our end here uh, i wanted to pull up nefarious um Neff is actually back in the community right now um he's been very active as of recently uh, Neff was actually one of the greatest populist players of all time after Sub's era had ended. Uh, Sub and Genesis left the scene uh, just before Nisi kind of came onto the scene and started getting really good. Took that spot from me. Yep, Neff took the spot from Tunder, um, and you had left pretty much right after that too. So Neff is actually now in second place on the leaderboards. Um, as of right now, he is at 480 points. He's, he's second place just under Nisi. Um, the thing about Neff, the, the reason why he was always at the top of the leagues is Neff is one of those people who did ne- he, he never misses a game. He never dodges a game. He'll always play games. And right now he's currently sitting at 481 points with Nisi at 561. Um, so I don't know if uh, Nisi, is, you've had the chance to play Neff, um, but I know Craig, myself, and Tunder have. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Neff is in our clan. Um, actually, Craig, I'm not sure if you did get to play Neff that much at all. So, gotcha. Neff was a... I would say, Tunder, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say that Neff was a hybrid of Genesis and, um... I think he was, I think he was the first all-rounder that, uh, incorporated aggression. Incorporated aggression that was really effective. Um, I would say the difference between him and Genesis was Genesis was a force his shaman would be in your base. If you made a fire warrior, that's when he's attacking. Nefarious give you a bit more breathing space and hurt you way more. <laughs> and he surprised me. He grew really fast. Um, he was a, a notorious noob basher. And uh, he caught me, I think, in 2010 or 2012, before I went to uni. I think it was 2010. He's like, Dunder, Dunder, teach me how you get your pop-up so high. Um, so, and believe it or not, that was Suyoshi who I used to figure out how to get the pop that high. And so I taught Nefarious and he learned that and then incorporated that with his aggression. I, I couldn't beat him anymore. <laughs> he he yep. was impressive. He was the first player since Genesis that made me go, whoa. Um, and seeing him come back is exciting. And I can't wait to see if, you know, a couple of months more activity does anything to Nissi to challenge Nissi? I think. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I mean, say that. <laughs> in his prime, I wouldn't say it's impossible. 
Nope, absolutely not. I, I would certainly say- think in Genesis in his prime, I'm not being funny, but how you beat Nissi, I'm not being funny, but Genesis was that strategy, but better. <laughs> so, wow. I mean, I'd love to see that in today's like world. It's only because of forcing and etc. He was a faster clicker. Six ghosts get six towers. That yeah. guy was insane. But um, I would, I would say that Neff was exactly the Neff was exactly like Genesis in the sense that like here, here's the thing: Neff will earthquake your base on PP just to break your towers, so that he can then follow up with the shaman and blast any fire warriors that came out of those towers, any fire warriors you're trying to send, any braves you're try, trying to send to rebuild those towers. Neff is blasting them. Like he's aggressive. He's aggressive. Methodical. Correct. Um, he put Nisi, it all have together. you had a chance to play him uh, much at all? Mm, yeah, recently we've played some recently, and um, when he was active too. What you said about the, um, about using earthquakes on the towers to break them and then go over to to blast the braves, yeah, that's that's the kind of thing he does. Spinifix does that a lot as well. Yep, guys yep, like math. Guys like math do that a lot. It's not something I'm really fond of. I don't think. I don't think it has too much profit on you. Only, honestly, only um, unaware people would send your braves would send their braves to rebuild towers while their shamans at front. Like you should just avoid that and um, just let them chase you and keep being aggressive, because because um, you'll always have a chance to to um, to counter attack. And um, yeah. I think nefarious. Um, from what I can recall of his playstyle, he was very shaman based. I don't recall his trooping being that uh, good or that vast. Um, yeah, it was it was all rounder. It was it was like average, like Tunder said. Like he was an all round player. Like his shaman was the ultimate focus, but he did his troops all right, and he had he had good mana, and you know, so you know, it, all in all, uh, a, a truly exceptional above average player, but just. More mainly shaman focused. He was pretty good at face off when he when he used to host it. Like oh, yeah. um, it's one of played the better players. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I just think Nefarious was one of the first players to just put everything together. Like I feel Nissi has put everything together, and yeah. I feel like Nefarious really did. He kind of peaked every kind of skill set required to pull off victories because I think we can all agree Populous isn't just a, a a war game. You've got to think so many different ways to play your play your move. You know, there's plenty of plays to play in the game, even if you're getting hurt, you know, this it's the Agreed. vastest game I've ever known in terms of how to figure out what you need to do, what is the best options, etc. But yeah, Nefarious was very quickly one of the players that could utilize the game's mechanics very effectively. And he this guy worked. We're going on to hardware. Hardware. Craters. Hard. <laughs> yep. I would say I would say hardware was a personality more so than a player, but he was also a player. Um I mean the dude was just genuinely he was never the best player, but he was always someone that you'd be like, all right, I'll alley him. Let's see what happens. We'll win. We'll pro- we might win. We might lose. Um, on face off, it was always hit or miss. Like he, you know, you'd take the hill and you guys would, would stomp or you'd be stuck losing. And then you'd have a really big blowout in the lobby because he'd blame you for why you lost. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't think hardware took much personal responsibility in many of his losses, but he was exceptionally good at face off and um, craters. Like, exceptionally good. 
uh, especially Craters. Craters was his best map. Uh, I think he was okay at PP, but he really he never knew how to grow his pop grow his pop really well. So I just say that he was overall more of a personality um, in terms of the lobby. Like you'd be like, oh, hardware. Yeah, I know all about hardware. Yeah, man. And that's all I have to say about. Hardware. I don't know, Nisi, I, thought, I thought you had something to say more about him, but I don't know if I covered it all, but. You got to say New York's finest lad. <laughs> oh yeah, he's New York's finest. I'm I'm runner up. Uh, Fury, uh, Fury actually got really busy. Um, he ended up getting a really good job, and he's just super busy with that. But he was actively playing Populous, and he came back recently because of COVID, I think. And he played Junisi, and I think you even told him like he was being aggressive for sure, but he wasn't being a smart aggressive. He's just spamming earthquakes and spamming mana, but he wouldn't really be able to do anything with it. So. I think I think Fury was one of those players who kind of was all around. He was very very aggressive, but um, I think he he lacked the strategy of when to attack, and you know I think he just kind of attacked blindly. Mm, yeah, that's true. In that sense of kamikazing, he, he also did that a lot. That's how yep. he beat me in the face off tournament in the winners bracket. Oh, um, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Also, land bridge my heels, but okay, that's another story. It's a tournament, um, you know. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, it was legit though. But it was really smart. Um, Fury is like um, I only see him as a troll nowadays. He comes back to to proclaim that um, that he's playing high skill and all that, and that he's one of the best macro players in micro. But I I think he's just um. I can't. I, I can't. I can't really take him serious at all, cause yeah, he doesn't really prove much. So I mean, he did get to a good level some years ago, but um, I don't think he was as good as he thought. No, no, he he uh, he was he was definitely high peak skill, but I still think that um, compared to you, Neff, me, um, Thunder, uh, I I think that there was a lot left to be desired in his gameplay. Um, yeah, but, but he. He was very, very fast at dismantling. Um, he was. So, Indeed. I mean, that, that really set him apart on levels like face-off and stuff. So. Uh, so here's somebody who has left the community but randomly <laughs> comes on every now and again. I mean, nobody knows what is going on with this dude, but he is a, he is a legend in terms of personality. Um, he's very Indeed. toxic. He's very... Um, he. he he picks the best teams that he thinks is going to win him the game and then proceeds to claim himself. Yes. Uh, so we, we've got weed. We've got weed. Uh, I've got a really big soft spot for weed. Uh, I wish he was less graphic in his trolling and I wish he was probably a bit more polite. But I think deep down he's, he's I don't know, i got a soft spot for him. I do like weed. Um, I don't like winding up too much, but I do find it quite entertaining. Um, yeah. I miss having him in the lobby. Um, I think his attitude is misunderstood as well as him being kind of lost with his own demons or identity, whatever. With his own identity. Yeah. Um, but to be honest, for whatever reason, <laughs> he, he's that he's that way. I don't believe it. As in, I don't believe his intention is to be cruel. So in that regard, I've like I said, i got a soft spot for him and I, I do like the guy. Um, but uh, I wish he'd come back and... Kind of treat the community a bit more like we all do here, where you know, yeah, I, I wish he would come family, back. You know? 
Yeah, I wish he would come back to the community and not be interested in calling people um, homos and faggots and like, you know, all the like the 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 toxicity that's behind him is really bad for the community. And he used to bring a lot of he used to bring a lot of good games like, you know, he wasn't the greatest populist player, but he was still really he was decent and he was a good uh, ally. Um, But I don't know, I just feel like there's a lot of toxicity there for sure. But um, uh, second to last uh, discussion is Luke ninety four, um, Nisi's number one ally. Craig, basically <laughs> the uh, the ham king and ham queen of the new era. Uh, basically here, Luke and Nisi, they played every game together. They really um, did. You guys ever lose? Have you ever lost a game? Sure, we have. You did. I lost a lot. Yeah, back then. Oh, we beat you didn't lose ago eleven. Um, oh, I meant like I'm talking like twenty. 2015 2016 when you guys were at peak um oh, basically yeah, we were, the drama with with craig hosting that one tournament with the uh two on two and the the aod's and the lag out or something remember that remember that yeah we did lose the two games didn't we yeah yeah the craters game <laughs> and the two on two game but um i mean overall uh during that point in time i would say that you guys were the greatest team in the populist lobby and it was really impossible to beat you pretty much anywhere um i was um, i would say i would say luke had really good strategy and he he honestly that was his biggest thing his strategy he was always good at figuring out when to attack i, he I in global view, right? sorry he plays in global view just like you right uh yeah he uses it a lot i wish uh, i wish he played more often it's it's the same as babo if Luke played actively, how good would he be? Because any game he plays is is very good at, um, yeah, like League and many others. I can't recall at the moment. I think um, he just got bored, you know. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. And you know, um, I want to touch on Super Tribe, but and honestly, nobody really cares. He's not. He he's he's come back in the lobby in like ten years, so I don't really want to talk about him. Uh, but one of the people I wanted to end with is Spinifix, right? Um, you know, we talk about trolls. We talk about really great players. Um, Spin is very interesting because he's a very strong player, right? Like, he's super good at the game. And he's so... I Honestly, he's he's just... Sometimes I think he cheats. Like, I sometimes, Nisi, I think, like, you cheat, but I really don't. But with, with Spinifix, like, I watch him stream and then I'll play versus him. And I'm like, but he's got to be cheating. Like, he's there's no way... This guy is that good with his shaman. Like, there's no way. Um, I don't know what, what Tunder. You ally Spinifix a lot, and then you know Nisi. You've played so many games with Tunder. Just give your opinion on him before we end the uh, the breakdown. Uh, of the popular players. Well, I was fortunate enough to spend not the last Christmas, but the Christmas before with Spin, and he was there with my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, my housemate, and his and his mother around a Christmas table. Yeah, I did me for New Year's and that. And what I will say is, he's very reliant on a very particular type of mouse. I don't know how many mouses we went through in order for him to be happy with this station. It took us a week <laughs> to set him up. Um, and I've met, I would say about 25 of the players I've met got good at the game. Um, and he's the only one who can play the game with one hand. I'd never see anyone play with one hand. I mean, don't get me wrong, he'll slap down his hands to, you know, hit the space bar and that, but he holds his chin up with his left hand and he just plays with the mouse. Oh, I think he's incredible. Like this? 
Honestly, yeah. And then if you need to slap down, like, control alt for a sec, he'll put his hand out. But most of the time, he's supporting his head with his with his hand. I've never seen anyone play well. That's that, weird. That. I'm thinking I'm thinking about playing Populous right now, and it gives me anxiety thinking that, like, that's how you... Right, <laughs> right. Craig, Craig, try it. So, like, it's weird. He's just so weird. relaxed in his gameplay. And the first thing he'll do before oh, he's happy God. with his game is to make sure his mouse and he'll go from one side of the screen to the other accurately trying to play stuff really 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 fast once he's got it and there's no jitters that i can almost not detect then he's happy to play you know so he's 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 definitely got the uh, the reflexes genesis had i feel yeah for sure i i'd say spinifix is one of those players i like when i ally him i feel like he gives 50 percent of his skill and then when i play against him it's like he's playing at 100% capacity. <laughs> like I just, I, I make the joke all the time, but it's like sometimes when you ally spin, you don't know what you're going to get. Are you going to get the focus spin who's like, I'm going to win this game? Or are you going to get the spin who's like, I could be, I, I could be bothered spin, either way. Let me ally spin. That was weed. <laughs> we, we, actually, that was, the, that was the most iconic thing that weed would do is that weed would be like, let me ally spin. Let me ally spin. I want to ally spin. Like, and then he'd lose with spin, and he'd be like, "Spin, you're such trash! Oh my fucking god, spin, you're so trash!" And like, obviously, most uh, of the times it was Weed's fault, which was the weirdest thing. No, and bro, <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd say, uh, I'd say, uh, Nisi, would you say that Spinifix is one of the top five players of all time? Uh, yes, easily. I think, I think he's right, and he's got so much space to improve in it. <laughs> Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. He's so frustrating. He's so good. And if he had the same idea of the game that you had, you'd be walked over every game. Oh. <laughs> no offense, but it's so true. When I've met him like, a few times, he doesn't see everything. He just knows how to play really well. Uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting because Nisi's, you know, it all goes back to what Nisi was saying. It's just everybody has a specific style. Um, you know, Craig's style was you know fortifying defensive building up a massive base always you know strategically figuring out when the best time to attack is saving up spells um meth you know uh we didn't really talk about meth but meth is one of those players that you know basically saves his earthquakes he he will not earthquake your base unless he's in your base like he will not cast it on one tower he will not cast it on two towers he will only cast it on your base if he's in there and he knows that he's going to do damage and um then you've got players like like spin who will just uh t-rod who will spam earthquake and just dismantle non-stop um I, I feel like there's so many players that we've missed in terms of this podcast but at the same time it's just uh everybody's got a different play style everybody's got a different personality when it comes to what makes populace great but I would say that the thing that really makes this community so goddamn unique is just that we all know each other. We all um, we all play this game, and that's the thing I wanted to end the podcast on. Um, the itch. I talked about this in a in a po- in a podcast with Myth um, last episode, but you know, Craig, you, we've mentioned that you know we both still technically have the itch. You know, we're not. Uh, your itch is a lot less scratchy than mine. Um, you know, you play when you play and you play with the streams and stuff. But I would say that there was a period of time where the itch was not there at all for me. Um, it was when you and Genesis were at the top and you were like the ultimate skilled players. And there was nothing I could do to beat you. And 
all I had for my own identity was I was the top player at the time. And when I lost that, I was like, I don't even want to play anymore. But now I just really enjoy playing competitive games. I'm comfortable knowing that Nisi's the greatest of all time. I'm not like, I used to get annoyed about it and I used to like get angry that I wasn't better. It's because we used to beat anyone with that title eventually. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe that is exactly why I don't care anymore. It's just like, hey, I'll never get there, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, Tunder, Nisi, I guess I wanted to close out and ask you guys, what keeps you playing Populous day in and day out? I mean, obviously, obviously, besides having the time to play, what keeps you coming back to playing games? Is it the uniqueness or is it something else? Tunder? Um, I guess it's, it's, uh, it's an escape when I'm in a game. Right, nothing else in reality. I'll just kind of zone into my game. Uh, I don't play competitively. I don't have that. I mean, sometimes I do, don't get me wrong. But like, I like to play it like SimCity. It's an escape. Uh, it's an unhealthy escape in the level that I play the game, if I'm honest. But I like playing the game and I like talking to the people about the game that play the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my social life isn't exactly small. I'm a very social character. Hence how I've got so many of the popular players in my life. But, um, you know, especially through lockdown, it makes your social life really easy when, you know, the people you want to go and say hi to every day play the game that you play. Um, I don't care how good or bad you are. If you love the game, let's play. I'm really not interested in, in the win or the lose. I'm just interested in having a good game and allowing everyone to have the opportunity to try and make a play and learn something if they can. And, and then chat about the game even more. That's where I get all my kicks. Very good speech. I thank you, sir. Well, um, as for me, like you said, the uniqueness of Populous, it's hands down the best game I've ever played. The best RTS, and um, there will never be a game like Populous. It is so unique. Um... I used to I used to love the shaman fights in the game. That's what kept me around. I used to love going in shaman fights, but um, nowadays what keeps me in the game is like um, it's more like the people who are around and um, and um, it's like it's like um, people keep you around, but there are things in game that keep you around too, like having a good game. It's precious because um, yep. you want the game to go over 20 minutes. If if we have a game below 20 minutes, I'll be mad it it uh, it didn't Absolutely. go over 20 minutes because yeah. that, that's what makes the game unenjoyable when the game ends too, too soon. And uh, what keeps me active and playing it is, is that the, there could be the possibility of having long games and um, back and forth. And that's the greatest thing about Populous. When when no game is over and um, the game's open for anyone to win, and mm-hmm. and I and I care a lot about having others enjoy the game. I I mean, so for you, it's the quality, then Nisi. For you, it's the quality of games, like having really back and forth games that you can remember. Like I mean, Craig, Craig, you mentioned this, right? Like you and Genesis playing that three-hour game. I mean, yeah, it was exhausting, right? But you never forget it. You never forget that game. It was intense, right? Sure. Yeah. I'd say I'd say those memories of those games are honestly some of the 
like I I'll always remember beating you in under 10 minutes on PP because I got lucky, but it's not <laughs> one of the games that I'm like proud of. Um the the game that I'm most proud of with you and me was when we played Genesis and Addiction and I let you get doubled because I did my campy strategy as green on PP, but I eventually was like shit, I can't keep letting Nisi get doubled or we're going to lose. So I went to the middle and I camped in the middle. But I made plays, I sent you troops, I helped out, we expanded, and we ended up coming back and winning. And that's, that's it was exactly just, the kind of game, because I, oh. I went down so much and um, then just came back and you helped me with that. Right. I think those are the games that really make people want to keep coming back and playing more. Um, I, I, can't, I can't think of any other game where I'll spend an hour playing, and if, if, the game fin if the game crashes, I'm pissed. I'm like, wow, I just wasted an hour of my life. But if I play an hour game of Populous, and it's a good game, and whatnot, I'm like, I'm so I glad I got to play that game. any other game where I could watch someone play, not know who it is, and say, oh, that's so-and-so playing, just because <laughs> of how their personality derives the way that they play the game. There's no other game in the world. Maybe you could, with a couple of races, I doubt it that anyone's unique enough in their skill to say that's so-and-so. But Populous does offer that. And I think that's what we were striving for more of, was back in 10, 15 years ago, the diversity and skill level was huge. You know, we had a lot more availability to a lot more things. Uh, but nowadays, yeah, there's a huge tall order on the skill. But um, you can still see everyone's different personalities and even their moods, depending on how they're playing. I would agree with that. So, you know, gentlemen, I, I think it's I think it's just safe to say that Populous is a game that really kind of keeps us here because of the the games, the funness. Uh, I'd say for Craig, it was a little different um, now nowadays. I think the reason you stay, Craig, is because you enjoy the content of creating things for people that people enjoy. Hopefully people enjoy this podcast episode. Um, and you know, I think, I think you can say the same for yourself, Craig. It's like those free for all games that we play, you know, where they're, they're back and forth and you know, it's, it's the same concept. Uh, it's just playing with a group of people that you really enjoy spending time with. And that goes for our eight player games that we play. If it's a back and forth game and it's a lot of fun and there's, there's a lot of fun, you know, camaraderie happening. I think that's what makes Populous so great. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. But I would, I would agree that the podcast is going very long. So at this point, um, I do want to thank you all for tuning in and watching this Populous podcast episode. Again, uh, different, different kind of uh, thing this time around. Uh, Craig, a little reluctant to do it because it obviously uh, was a little bit more of a deeper dive into players that obviously Craig has not played. So I want to thank Craig for co-hosting while not co-hosting much. Uh, I want to thank you for being here, Craig, taking the time out to, uh, you know, have these guys on the show. Uh, Tunder, Nisi, it was a pleasure getting to hear some of your uh, thoughts on the game, why you're here, uh, your thoughts on the meta, the players, um, strategies that are used, and even Nisi, of course, you know, obviously saying, I'd be open to Priest, I'd be open to Hypno, I'd be open to those. So, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, if we have a little bit of discussion about certain things, you know, we really can maybe make a difference in changing some of the things that might have been a little bit stale about this community. So, I would have enjoyed um, a, a podcast on that in general, I think, to be honest. Yeah. I would have liked to 
yeah, discuss PP. I think Angela there is not overpowered in a pro PP game. I think it's an accurately priced spell to help someone attack, especially if they were on the defense for a little while. Let's not talk about Angela Death. It's the podcast end, and he'll be here all night. <laughs> so, anyway, like I was saying, <laughs> AOD is like a really. <laughs> all right. No, but listen. Um, Definitely want to thank you guys for uh, your time. Um, you guys have any last things that you want to say before we uh, we head off for the night? Mm, well, I hope people keep enjoying playing Populous. Me That's too. Really the, the core. Agreed. Agreed. And um, guys, if you enjoyed this and um, you know you want to see more breakdowns of players, perhaps maybe just a little bit differently done in the future. Um, we can talk about that, but give us some ideas for what you want to see in the next Populous uh, content. Uh, Craig and I obviously like to brainstorm and figure out what our next guest, is, who our next guest is going to be, what we're going to do. Um, but we always love hearing from you too. So I do the uh, like and subscribe comment. Yeah, like and subscribe. That's right. If you enjoyed this podcast, which I'm sure you did, uh, please don't forget to like and subscribe. So you get Craig, we've never done that. We never you know, done so that, that you know you can get more updates as I never do that. You never know. I might get yeah. off to come back. Very That's well true. done. <laughs> so don't forget, if you want to see me again, like and subscribe and follow the bell to get updates when they're back. <laughs> I hate that stuff. Yeah, I know. It seems <laughs> it seems like you're selling part of your soul. I get it's it. It's not even that, it's like press the bell, like I'll press the dev bell if I want to. You know, you don't need to be told to yeah, yeah, what goes yeah. in my yeah. feed. I would just purposely not click the bell if someone told me to click the bell. <laughs> it's just spiteful. It's <laughs> a good thing I'm not the host then, right? Guys, just do whatever you feel is right. Oh, don't worry, yeah. don't worry. Uh, thanks, Tundra yeah. and Nissi. And Nissi, I want to say thanks for the kind words you, you said for me earlier. said about me earlier. Thank you very much. No I appreciate it. Cheers for having us, guys. Gentlemen, take care. Thank you. Likewise. The Populous Podcast. Popping up on your feet, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time out to do it, buddy. I know it was not the uh, the, the podcast of before in terms of content, but I think it'll. I think it'll. I think it'll be good for some of the people that really want to the hardcore populist peeps, and who knows, maybe other people enjoy it too. But are we back from the jungle? Are we? Yeah, we're back from the jing. Back from the jing. Well, yeah, I'll be interested interested to see what people say. Yeah, for sure. That's that's that, honestly that's that's the whole point of this. Is I had an idea. I want to see if people enjoyed it. They do. That's great. They don't. It is what it is. But um, I am interested to try to figure out what we could do for different content going forward. Um, There's plenty to do. We could have spoke. To, we had Nissi on for God's sake. We could have spoken about all sorts with him. He's the best player in the game. We could have spoken about the game and. Could mean all sorts. Could mean everything spoke. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, we we did, and but the thing is, before we did the player breakdown, we did talk about all that stuff. Was and that we got we got the meat and potatoes of a lot of it early on. But I mean, we could have gone further into detail about things. Like five minutes, but yeah, this was a podcast on breakdown, obvious players, stuff, life skills. Something apparently. Yep, Bre- breakdown of populist players skills, but. Uh, going forward, I mean, we can we can obviously get on a different guest. Um, I'd I'd say that we could probably get on a guest who could weigh in on some of those things. I know he is the greatest of all time, but uh, I don't think there was there was nothing wrong with the guests. It's maybe just 
I mean, we could have them back. It just maybe speak about something differently. But then again, I don't know. Let's see what people say. I agree. I agree. Personally, not my cup of tea. But I know. I know. I I, I gathered that way early on. But I'm I, one I of a kind. I want. Yeah. I you know people. I'm. I, I have a personality that's not similar to others. So many people might enjoy this. Uh, we'll see. Right. I, my buddy's the same way. Like when I uh, when I made a music video and I put in like a cliche like thing in the start to like get laughs like easily. He's like, that's stupid. He goes, it's like, you know, you're forcing people to watch a meme that they've seen many times just to like make your video funny. And I'm like, but the majority of people will find that funny because that's why it's a meme and it works really well for this video. And he's like, I just don't like it. He goes, it's just, it forces, it's, it, it was Tim. It was Tim actually. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So he have the very same similar person. <laughs> Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ooh. But no, uh, it, there are people like that. People people go against the mold of the majority, and I feel like that's a good thing for you. It's a strength. So, but anyway, uh, Populous Podcast Season Three, Episode Three is in the bag. We'll get that edited out. We'll uh, have a good time with that, and then we'll figure out content for Populous the next podcast. one. With your host, Keith52, and co-host, Sub-Zero. The Populous Podcast, popping up on your feet, yeah. Popping up on your feet, Populous Podcast, you didn't know you needed.